Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning in to Bravo Happy Hour. Just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts, give it a five-star rating, and leave a little review. It's the best way to let other Bravo lovers find out about the show. Today's episode is blessed with the presence of Troy McGeady, who is the host of the hilarious podcast, The Smush Room, which is a weekly deep dive into the well-known and not-so-well-known Hollywood romances of your favorite reality TV stars. Welcome! Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm really excited, too. I've been listening to your show for so long. I can't believe how long it's been going. I'm looking here. You have 116 episodes. It makes absolutely no sense. Like, I I literally feel like I started my podcast two days ago, so I don't know. It's a legend. <laughs> well, I have to ask, like, what has been your favorite couple to really deep dive in? You've done literally everyone at this point. It's incredible. <laughs> Um, I like the ones, you know, I've got to be honest, like, I like the dark ones just because, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> there are couples that I feel like I'm doing some sort of, like, uh, like, it may, in my mind, it makes me feel like what I'm doing isn't, like, trivial. When I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. this person's bad, and we all should know that they're bad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> people should know this. So I like the episodes that are dark. Like, I really enjoyed the Charlie Sheen one, because oh. it's just, like, in, it was three parts. Like, it was endless amount of just horrendous <laughs> information about this monster. Um, but, and then I like the just really dumb, cheesy, tacky ones, like Flava Flav and Brigitte Nielsen, where it's just like truly, it's like just eating something fried. Like it's just like so indulgent and stupid. It's like so lowbrow that it actually kind of turns highbrow. <laughs> yeah, that's my, <laughs> that's my gig. <laughs> <laughs> and you focus on a lot of Bravo ones, most recently the Kenya Moore relationship history, which that is... So just sad to see. It's like kind of, it's like the only way to say it is just kind of sad. It's really sad. It's sad that her identity now has just become like, she's the woman who will live in her shoes. Like she's just like, like an old spinster. That's what she's going to end up being. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. And now she's got the kid and we're going to probably see her now going through like the divorce situation. And then when she's dating again, that's something I really don't think I need to see. I feel like yeah, we've seen her date all of these guys. I mean, the mat of it all like should have been a red flag that her picker might be off. I mean, Matt was the absolute worst. And then like 
there's just something about like this most recent relationship too, like the fact that it wasn't like that we didn't get to finally see any of that happen was just mm-hmm. such like a missed opportunity, even though it didn't work out, but it just would have been so nice for her like story arc yeah. for us to finally see her like get in a real relationship that isn't like paid for, yeah. or, um, you know what I mean? A, yeah, like yeah. Just psychotic, like, I don't know. It would have been cool, but. Well, that's all another thing that makes me question their relationship in the first place. Like maybe it wasn't so like peaches and cream, like she kind of made it out to be because then the moment he gets on the screen, He's like, fuck this, like, I'm cheating on you and I'm out, you know? So maybe he was always kind of like that with her, which is why she consciously was like, I'm going to get married without cameras there. All the girls aren't going to be there. Like, he's not going to really be in my life because maybe he was kind of a sketch ball. But she was like, you know what? If the fans don't see, then maybe we can, like, portray this as, like, our perfect happy ending and with the baby at the end, which, you know, looked nice on Instagram, but you know, reality sets in and he's probably a jerk. (laughs) Honestly, that's how I felt. Like when everybody was saying like, Oh, he doesn't want to film. Like he doesn't want to be on TV. And my mind, I was like, I bet she doesn't want him on TV Mm -hmm. because she can just create this image of like what she wants him to be for us. If we don't like see him talk, you know? Also like when these guys, especially the men on Atlanta get on these shows and they get the women sliding into their DMS, Mm -hmm. like he becomes, you know, quote unquote famous and that's opening a whole other can of worms and you know Peter Thomas is a great example of that it's like you're with Cynthia like the most beautiful woman ever and you're choosing to like be you know a terrible husband deceitful and then like cheating on her and like those creepy videos with like him like choking that girl in like a dance floor I'm like what is this sexy but what do I know have you ever ever read that um that Housewives article, I think that it was for like Vice. I want to say it was for like Vice or Viceland or something. And it was like all of the former house husbands like retaliating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like led by Peter where he's like, we don't get the proper credit we deserve and how hard this job is. It's like, what are you talking about? You do nothing. Like just show up and be there for your wife. You don't have to be a petty little like bitch, which like is what Nini called him. But like, it's true. Like you don't have it's to true. be messy like that. Like you chose to do that. <laughs> it was like Peter and Slade Smiley hand in hand, finger blinked. <laughs> Like, like <laughs> hosting a, a youth in revolt against Bravo, like, as if anybody is going to believe Slade Smiley. Like, are you kidding me? As Slade is the man who's, like, constantly positioning self, himself to still get on TV with Gretchen. Like, the two of them would drop absolutely everything to get back onto the Real Housewives of OC or any reality show at this rate. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, look at how these men have been portrayed. It's like, well, not all of them. Like the ones that aren't shitty, i.e. like Bobby Zarin, yeah. were never portrayed poorly because <laughs> they just weren't Simon Van Kempising all over New York. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not that hard. Like, the editors only have so much to really work with. And if you're being a jerk, that is what they're going to show. But, you know, Megan King Edmonds, husband Jim, exclusively was, like, a piece of crap to her on screen. And then he's like, that's not me. And then she'd say, oh, you don't see the good sides of him. It's like, well, you know, they would show some of them if he had, like, a good side. Like, I think Cameron Westcott's husband, Court, like, I actually find him to be, like, a great husband and a good dad. I'm like, you know... You yeah. know, she's, you know, crazy in her own little way, but like, 
I don't know. I kind of find him to be like, he loves her. He's like, yeah, she's crazy, whatever. It's kind of our thing, whatever. Like, I don't care. Yeah. And I like that. And the same, yeah, with Bobby Zarin, where he's like, yeah, Jill will, you know, do whatever she wants, uh, but I love her. I'm like, That's what I'm yeah. looking for. Someone to enable like, my crazy. <laughs> like, you <laughs> physically said those words. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, whose fault is it that you looked like an asshole? Like, yeah. Slate Smiley, we were literally introduced to you as this, like, rich like playboy who got yeah. tied down and like and then you stop paying child support publicly it's like what do you want from us yeah and also like he came in with joe where he was like we live in a 10 million dollar mansion and i told her <laughs> you can't work and she's like sitting yeah. in this house alone like doesn't have kids like doesn't have anything to do and he <laughs> was just lying the whole time about having any money i'm like all of this is insane and he never <laughs> once was like yeah, you know, I kind of did do all of those things. He's like, you know what? I'm going to date Lori, and then I'm going to meet Gretchen, and she's just going to happen to be desperate and willing enough to go with me for the long haul. Oh. <laughs> and Joe was like, what, tw- like fucking 21 on yeah. camera getting drunk from like Bahama breezes, yeah. crying into like frozen daiquiris on camera. Like, sir, your trajectory oh, yeah. has been very dark. Nobody is to blame for how you've been portrayed on TV but you. Yeah, also he had, like, a son with, like, crazy cancer and all of this stuff. And he's like, yeah, nope, not paying child support. I'm going to go to yeah. comedy shows and make fun of Vicky Gunvalson as a career <laughs> when, like, you could be, like, you know, going to a nine-to-five, making money, having insurance for your kids. But no, no, you'd yeah. rather just ride on the coattails of your <laughs> housewife girlfriend <laughs> since they're just boyfriend-girlfriend still. Like, how long is can someone be engaged? Like, is there... A limit? I don't know. The limit does not exist. (laughs) Now his job is to just, like, carry around Gretchen Christine product, like, from the car to the house every day. (laughs) You know, like, his main job is, like, going to UPS, like, once a day and dropping off, like, the two packages a day. (laughs) (laughs) Or two, like, shitty pallets, like, from Walgreens. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, this is a good segue into hopefully what is going to be a budding engagement. Tinsley Mortimer from the Real Housewives of New York was confirmed to be dating Scott again. However, sources are saying she is now skipping out on filming for the Real Housewives of New York because she's living in Chicago with Scott, which we believe means engagement is coming soon, I think, or is has happened. People are now saying she's already married, but what? I don't know what to believe. What is, like, at what point... <laughs> Do you just throw your hands up with Tinsley? Like, when are you, when do yeah. you feel like is your breaking point? Well, it was kind of a few weeks ago because I was really proud that she left him. Like, rumors had it she was dating, like, Billy Bush. And, you know, yeah. obviously, <laughs> you know, yeah. with his notoriety, maybe not the best option. But her going out and dating other people I thought was good. But it was not surprising that they got back together. However, I respect that she might be moving to Chicago. I think that would be good. And then um, Lucy on the ground is a great Instagram account that really has a lot of good hot tea. She lives in Chicago and she's been told by a bunch of people that supposedly they're going to be filming like a real housewife of Chicago. And it's going to be like Tinsley's introduction, like with these girls and she's going to be on that show, which would be the first I've been saying for years that they need a Chicago housewives. It is so specific. Like that is like a true, it's like almost like Potomac in a sense where it's like really like peeling like a curtain back and being like, what? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just such a specific, like, it's such a specific part of the country. It's like a place with like a a really specific history. That would be amazing. Do you think, is that true? I don't know, but you're right. Like it is really specific because it's like Midwestern values, but in a metropolitan city and they're like the suburbs of Chicago are so nice, like very, very opulent and fancy. And I think it'd be great. And, you know, Chicago women, I, I, a lot of my girlfriends are from Chicago and they're fucking badasses. So I would love to see this. However, I don't know how much Tinsley can really hold the show as like the main person to start the show around, you know, like, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if it's not like Bethany moving to Boston with Paul and then like starting a Raw Housewives of Boston, where I kind of think I'm like, right. oh, yeah, Bethany could, like, be the leader. Whereas Tinsley, like, may end up just being, like, the runt of the litter with another group of women. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And yeah. that's, like, I mean, truly, like, I um, I did an episode on Tinsley and oh, – this is so dark. I did an episode oh, on Tinsley and Constantine from Ooh. American Idol. I'm telling you, it's very lowbrow. Oh, my God. I'm running a lowbrow operation. <laughs> um, but, like – I went back and rewatched Tinsley's old show, High Society, mm. her first reality show. And, like, she's always been that girl, like a Lauren Conrad, who's just, like, surrounded by interesting people and doesn't really do a whole lot herself, but just, like, you know, <laughs> makes comments about the interesting people that are around her. So, yeah, I can't – unless she's, again, just surrounded by people that are bigger personalities, I don't think – Tinsley could like run her own little that's like unimaginable. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, who's, who's to say she was spotted in Orlando, Florida this last night, which is Friday night. So maybe they're doing their little like engagement getaway, but I feel like she's someone who would have like posted it on Instagram already, even though she might be in uh, like deep water with, the producers of Roni. So she might also just be like um, turning her phone off and not doing any of her responsibilities, not going to work, (laughs) (laughs) which like love that. And I'm trying to also do that. I mean, I will say that like, even though Bethany leaving the franchise is like truly, it's something that I'll never, like I'm still in shock and I don't know if I'll ever get over it. Um, I have, like, you know, Luann's been on this, like, press tour talking about how the women can all shine now. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I guess it will be nice to see if Tinsley shines, uh, as as uh, Luann put it. Well, I did see that they went to the circus again, and Scott came with her this year. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We need Tinsley at the circus. That was <laughs> the dark ages for Tinsley. <laughs> crying to her mom and like even that whole entire scene like was so real housewives of new york like sonia's holding a stranger's baby who's shitting on her the whole time like sonia's like don't worry i'm used to it like what what are you talking about in dolly curls like crying hysterically crying and like dolly makeup it's like this is so (laughs) absurd yeah, I I don't know what's going on, but I think Lou is right. She said the girls are kind of excited and relieved that she's off the show because Bethany does take up a lot of attention. Yeah. And this past season, it wasn't as bad with Skinny Girl as it was in the seasons that Bethany came back from taking mm-hmm. her hiatus. She came back and was just guns blazing. Like, this is like a branded content episode, just full <laughs> yeah. of like uh, Skinny Girl promotion. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. I recently did like a, a 
like New York binge. Like I just like started from the beginning because that's oh like God. you know <laughs> New York is like my favorite franchise for sure, and it's just such a treat to like go back and rewatch it every once in a while. <laughs> um, but like yeah, that season that she came back was just like oh my God, like it was absurd, and I can't believe that we were in a mental place where we thought that that was like even remotely normal. Like just skinny girl braided content, literally every <laughs> everywhere you looked. I mean, and like her, even like the fights of like who created the skinny girl cocktail, like that in itself is an advertisement. Like yeah. Bethany and Lou fighting over who created the name and how Lou thinks she should get a cut, which like <laughs> is very Lou. Like no, and like Bravo re-airing that sepia toned oh. as if it was some relic they dusted off. <laughs> Of her sitting at the table saying the name Skinny Girl Margarita. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they they went through the vaults and found old footage. Yeah. Who really ago. did create the Skinny Girl Margarita? <laughs> <laughs> I want that investigation opened ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> Absurd. Oh, my God. Oh my god. Well, speaking of other feuds happening in Bravo, the Real Housewives of Orange County star Vicky Gunvalson has just filed two lawsuits, one against NBC and one against Kelly Dodd. So, so Vicky Gunvalson, we talked about it on this we talked about it a couple months ago on this how she was being sued by this 82-year-old woman for like insurance fraud supposedly. <laughs> this woman's husband got her got himself life insurance through Coto Insurance and he died, and then the wife tried to claim all the money, and they'd been customers since, like, 1996, and Vicky and the company said they had no money on record for them when they had been, like, paying monthly payments every single month since 96. So Vicky got sued by her, and Kelly supposedly brings this up on one of the most recent episodes of OC, saying, like, you prey on older people, you're a con woman, you engaged in fraud, and so now Vicky is suing Bravo and Kelly for having the nerve to put this on screen because this is going to cause her business a lot of losses I guess <laughs> I mean this is just truly confirmation that Vicky has no self-awareness at all like how dare you feel like you can sue anybody for like making claims are you out of your mind also out of all of the things that Vicky has done on this show like she enabled a man who was faking cancer and faking yeah. cancer and medical documents and she's like, no, that's not going to affect my business. Um, this is this, you know, like 82 year old woman's claim, which, you know, is probably true, which is why she's freaking out about the fact that it's mm-hmm. going to be on television. And I've already, everyone always, everybody already knows Vicky's a fraud, but now, but no one's ever really talked about her as a fraud in terms of business, which like mm-hmm. business is her everything. So it makes sense that she's going hard on Kelly and Bravo. <laughs> But, like, don't you think that this is, like, a surefire way to, like, never be allowed to come back? Like, she's already demoted, Mm -hmm. and, like, suing Bravo is, like, the worst choice. (laughs) Like, Andy will not have it. Definitely not. I don't know what she's really thinking, because wasn't it always a thing that people on Bravo, that castmates couldn't sue each other based on things that happened on the show? I feel like that was, like, a, a legal thing I've just, like, heard throughout the years. However, maybe because she's a friend of now, the uh, contract is a little bit different about who she can sue. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've heard that, too, that you can't, like, like, you can't just sue people for, like, claims. But then there are people like Joanna Krupa 
Oh, that, yeah. I don't know if I don't know. I don't understand how that works, but this is like wild. And like, I also just want to say to play devil's advocate that I do think that Kelly Dodd is like, I think it's almost as much as I love seeing her on TV. I think that it's almost irresponsible that Kelly Dodd's on TV. Yeah, I think she's definitely a loose cannon. And whereas sometimes I love watching her because, you know, we need something a little bit messy. I kind of agree with you where she's willing to go like down and dirty and really yeah. like drag someone. And she has good reason because Vicky like said all the train stuff and then all the cocaine accusations. So it's understandable why she's going hard on Vicky. However, yeah, I would agree that she's definitely <laughs> a liability and you never know what's going to come out of her mouth. Yeah. Like there's just something, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. There's just something wrong with there's something wrong with Kelly Dodd. Like there's just clearly something not there. Like there's something is not connecting. I don't know what it is, but like I I get like weird, scary thoughts. The fact that she's like raising a child like scares me. You know what I mean? I'm like, she is like responsible for a human being, Kelly Dodd. And her daughter is a great young woman. And it's interesting how Kelly will like go to her and be like, Vicky's talking shit about me again. And she's like, are you surprised? I just feel like there needs to be some sort of like distance between what you say to your kid. Like, you know, my parents never really fought and I was lucky for that. So I never really had to like see or have like my mom like come to me and confide in me about like their divorce. Like, or like my mom never came to me for relationship advice, like with her girlfriends when I'm like 11, like that's my job. Like I go to you. Like, cause yeah. I'm the kid and you're the mom. You're like that. You have your friends for that. But I also don't really know if Kelly has friends. She had those friends from Arizona who we saw, but like by the sounds of like their conversation, all they did was like, you know, party and like break things and fight with people. So I'm like, oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a basis of good quality friendship. <laughs> and like her daughter seems very exhausted of talking about mm-hmm. this trivial dumb shit. Like in her, I feel like she's like, this is so immature the shit that you guys fight about like it's a it's insane that you can't just like go to dinner without somebody like laying under a table screen crying like (laughs) it's crazy (laughs) i mean i thought the tea party scene was pretty ridiculous the bronwyn versus gina fight over uh, like the charter school private school conversation one the fact that bronwyn sends her kids to charter schools is so on brand that i was not surprised when she's like no it's not private school but it's a charter school it's like okay okay so you donate to a school okay that makes a lot of sense she's like we have only so much money to donate and we decide to donate to the school i'm like oh my god mm-hmm. bronwyn makes all the hairs in my arms individually raised on their own like i literally get so uncomfortable i just i don't i like do not respond well to her and like when she starts breaking out into hysterics oh, the god. minute somebody confronts her about like the tiniest thing and like running around a restaurant like asking some 14 year old host for the bathroom is your screen crying like it's too much yeah and i i've been going back and forth like every episode i do of this it's like depends on the most recent week's episode like how i feel about people on these shows and with her i really liked her coming in i thought she was like way confident you know cool and then now as we like get more invested in her family life it just feels mm-hmm. like she's not willing to talk about 
anything real about herself in a way. Like she talks about her daughter's eating disorder and her mom's shit and everybody else's stuff. But it's like, okay, but like you need to open up a little bit more. Yeah. We understand you had like a weird childhood with your mom, but like maybe you need to like unpack some of this stuff with your mom because it's clearly like resonating in your friendships and the way you parent and being yeah so quick to just immediately start sobbing when Gina like wasn't even, I mean, Gina did, you know, start yelling at her and screaming in her face. But like in the beginning, she wasn't being crazy. She just was like, don't talk about like, don't put me down because my kids go to public school, which like isn't a bad thing. And they're also like in Orange County. So I can't really see the public schools that they're going to being like, you know, it can't be that bad. And, and obviously she's sensitive because she's going through all of this stuff. And then the second, like a kid has an issue, especially with like any sort of like developmental stuff, like that's hard for a parent. And I don't think Bronwyn was like picking on her in that way, but I do think like the immediate crying was just like, come on, like have a conversation. Yeah. It's like, like things like that annoy me too. Like it's the, uh, it's like the need to like in some way be a part of the conversation. Like, Oh, we have to take a five minute break from me opening up to talk about how your kids went to chart, go to charter school and how you like public school. Like, okay, thank you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like, thanks for that input. Um, and yeah, I agree with you. I think that she, like, she seems to obviously live in her childhood trauma in a way that's like really unhealthy. Like we all live in our childhood trauma, obviously, (laughs) but it's, there's something wrong when you're like a full fledged adult and it's constantly on the tip of your tongue. Like, yeah, you are constantly ready to explain to somebody how you were neglected as a child. Like all roads point towards you being left on a bar and yeah. you know, it's like sad and it's a wild story, but it's like, it's weird how often she's talking about it, but like also not doing anything about it. Yeah. It's so close to the surface. She's so quick to like get upset and you know, she has money. Like you need to go to therapy. You need to be working through some of this stuff because now the fact that your mom is on TV and like, I feel like the mom gaslights her a little bit. Like, ah, it wasn't that bad. Ah, your life wasn't that bad. She's like, um, you were lucky. You got to go to cool bars and shows. It's like, yeah, but like Mm -hmm. kids need routine. They need like comfort. They need like silence and like a normal nighttime routine. Like, and to go to school and to not have your mom like constantly be shipping you off to the grandparents, which even that, like, she's like, yeah, I never, I call like my grandpa, like, I can't remember what she calls him, but like, it's more like a dad. And that just yeah. kind of made me sad. And, and the fact that her mom does not care or can't take any negative complaints about what she did. But then you, then actually you see where Bronwyn gets it from. Bronwyn also can't yeah. take any negative critique on anything she's ever done or anything she's ever said. So Maybe Apple yeah. doesn't. But she at least Her, isn't rocking the Dr. Deb outfits yet. <laughs> no multicolored dreads yet. <laughs> Nothing yet. like a white woman um, with dreads. That's, I, it's always yeah, I agree with you. I think that her mom gaslights her. I think that she likes to twist the knife a little bit. And it's obviously really, 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 really super easy to get her worked up. And I think her mom is like probably her whole life enjoyed just kind of, you know, I'm going to make her cry real quick because it's so easy. You know what I mean? Like one sentence and she's like on her knees hyperventilating and I'm going to do it because I'm bored and we're hiking. Yeah. And that's like a weird power thing too, 
where it's mm-hmm. like, regardless of what she did, she left you. Like, I could still, like, I still matter to you because I can make you cry in a second. Like, you still care about what I think. You still care about what I do uh, in terms of, like, our family and that weird aunt situation. So, yep. I don't know. I think that is layered. That is a layered yeah. relationship for sure. For sure. <laughs> well, staying in OC, Megan King, Edmonds, and Jim have been duking it out. And Jim has now changed his tune. Last week he was calling her a narcissist. <laughs> I'm like, my dude, can't you just like take the high road? You're an adult man and you're posting like Instagram like quotes on your stories. Like, like, like so petty. You're a father of like 40 kids at this point. Like just stay in your lane. But he, yeah. <laughs> he wrote this statement to Us Weekly or something saying like marriage is difficult, blah, blah, blah. Like building this house, two hardworking people. At times we're exhausted and feel like our life has just become one of distrust, kids, work, house, sleep, and repeat. It's like, yeah, dude, that's what a family is. Like (laughs) working, kids, being in the house, sleeping, and the distrust part like is a you problem, but like the other things are like the building blocks of a a relationship. (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) He's like, it seems like all we do is go to work and come home and take care of our children. It's like, well, that's kind of the gig. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of what you signed up for when you became, you know, husband, dad, I don't know, crazy. (laughs) He's such an asshole, dude. Gross. Oh my God. He ends up saying, I have way too much love for my wife and kids to let this happen. And it's time for us to get back to the private life we used to live. Megan is a truly special woman who my kids are so fortunate to have as a mother, hoping for peace, normalcy, and the ability to move on. I love my family and will make it right again. Like, okay. Okay. Like, did you ever think that Megan was going to actually leave him? No. Even after, like, all of the whole cheating stuff. Because I think in her heart, she wants, like, a nuclear family. She wants her kids to have, you know, their dad. And I think, like, she wants that and sees, has, like, family values. So she's like, oh, you know, I can forgive him and try and, you know, be a good wife and stick by him even though he made this crazy mistake. It's like just because you found out about this one doesn't mean there aren't others. Like he slipped up letting this girl, you know, come into the forefront and into the press and Mm -hmm. like leak all this stuff. But if there's one, I always feel like there are others and it's just a matter of time before. I mean, the nannies potentially. (laughs) Like it seems like he has a pattern of this kind of behavior. I think so, too. And I feel like Megan is the girl. You and Kara actually talked about this where, like, you know, she, um, like, was quoted saying something about, like, how she looked or, like, basically alluding to, like, you know, she's gorgeous. And, like, why is this happening to her? And, like, whatever. And it's, like, I think Megan is one of those girls where, like, she'll never understand that the problem is not that she's like not pretty do you know what i mean like yeah like there's actually bigger issues and once you get to like a certain age and like a certain point i feel like people especially really beautiful people like still can't understand that they like aren't like the prettiest girl on the cheerleading squad where like all the little boys want them it's like yeah but like at a certain point like you know other things personality develops confidence develops careers develop and people like you know yeah you could be beautiful and that is what you are but like hello, like, there's got to be something more, yeah. like, to make love, like, actually last, which, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, the problem is that you think that's the problem, gal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, the fact that you think that, like, your hair not being blown out enough is, like, the reason is, like, a problem for all everybody involved. 
Yeah, and I don't think she can understand that. And yeah, her being like, after I saw the photo of this ugly trick he was messaging. Yes. I I knew he would never do it. It's like, no, he's looking for attention. He's looking to be deceitful. He's looking to hurt you. Like, and it doesn't matter. And honestly, the uglier the girl, the more it'll hurt you, frankly. Like, honestly. (laughs) Like, (sighs) the illusion that men only cheat because of looks is like the craziest thing to me. It's like wild. No, no, there's a lot more to cheating. And oh, no, I feel bad for those kids. But the fact that now he's like, I will make my family great again. Like, okay, Okay. bro. Like, I will, I will wait. And I know Megan is like a strong woman in a way. Like, I feel like she has like a pretty decent head on her shoulder. I don't think she'll get back with him after all of this i feel like i mean he filed for divorce he's like bitch i'm done like but i hope they don't reconcile at this rate like she can find like a great guy and like move on to like a new chapter of her life without like all of this bad like energy with jim (laughs) i'm sure andy's floating off the ground in excitement though i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, you know his ass texted him the minute uh, texted her. Well, he like, oh, actually, you know what? Andy's weird because Andy loved Jim because Jim was like a baseball guy in St. Louis. And that's oh, yeah. Andy was oh, so, my God. I forgot about that. And like, it was so random. Like, Jim was never nice to people on the show. But then like the second he was near Andy and Andy was like, you know, fangirling him and the, uh, the king of Bravo. So, duh. And then, yeah, huge Cardinals fan. And Jim, I'm like smiled for the first time i'm like uh, interesting yeah very interesting <laughs> i feel like it was really hard for i, I think it, it was hard for jim coming into the show and realizing that like the audience of this show does not give <laughs> a single fuck about you your career your accomplishments what you've done to us you are truly a stranger yeah. and for <laughs> exactly. most people not to speak for everybody but like for most people that watch housewives like we don't give a fuck about your foosball stats you know what i mean so <laughs> it's probably really hard for him to like you know swallow that pill like oh my god this really is all about my wife the only person that cares is andy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Oh my God. And you know what? And that probably bruised his ego a bit where he's like used to being the guy who people stop for photos. And then, you know, at the local Bed Bath & Beyond, Megan's getting, you know, people coming up to her and wanting to talk to her about whatever. So that's definitely always a hard pill to swallow for some famous men who end up with, who have women who were never in the spotlight and then suddenly get thrusted on this major show. And then every woman knows them. Like even like, you know, people come up to me and like they'll like say like they're one like if they don't watch Bravo, they'll say like one random Bravo thing to me, and I'm like, yes. everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. I had someone say like, did you? So did you watch the Teresa and Joe thing? I said, yeah, it's my Super Bowl. I got cable like for it. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, of course I saw it. Like my Super Bowl. <laughs> like I'm like, yeah, of course. But yeah, things definitely. Especially for the women who don't have any notoriety before they come into this new life and their husbands are like, wait, 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 wait. So you're saying wait, I'm not the king anymore? Like, Yeah. I'm it's confused. not middle-aged women coming up to me at Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah. It's you? Huh? Yeah. Nope. Not not my house. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be miserable and scowl my yeah. face until it's over. Well, moving on to happy news. Cynthia Bailey from the Real Housewives of Atlanta got engaged this past this past July, and her and Mike Hill, her fiancé, had been dating since August 2018. They actually met on Steve Harvey's show where there was like a uh, segment where it was like a dating honeymooner thing. And so the two of them have decided to now team up together to produce a (laughs) dating show. Uh, yeah. What do you think about this? I think it's a little soon. <laughs> like, uh, like th- what the fuck, Cynthia? Cynthia needs to stop getting into business arrangements with the men she's with. Because they just take her for what granted. What the fuck? What? So, like, in <laughs> what world is this smart a smart thing to do? They said, we actually have a new show we just got a development deal for. It's called The Hookup. And we wanted to take our love and experience and excitement and actually help other people meet. So stay tuned for that. We're in the early stages. The great thing is, we're going to be hosting the show. Like, that's not the great thing. <laughs> like, for Oh, my who? God. Oh, my whole face is contorted. I don't like this at all. Yeah. I don't know. I think we don't need any show like this. But... I don't know. Like, we don't know <laughs> enough about them to care. I mean, like, who cares? Like, who wants this? Who, who asked for this? Like, nobody asked for this. Like, if Nini and Greg were doing this, <laughs> Nini and Greg were in, like, a great place right now, <laughs> and they were doing it, they have, like, 30 years of a marriage to, you know, bounce off of. Like, you guys literally just met. This is weird. Yeah, it seems a little soon to be like the two of us uh, are all knowing on relationships and love. And if like, yeah. if you want a great relationship, look at us. It's like again, you've known each other for they met in August of 2018. So <laughs> like it's been a year since they've known each other. A little, you know, more than like whatever, a year and a half. So I think I need like a 5-year benchmark before yes. people can do start hosting a dating show. <laughs> Yeah, like I need to see a full season of your ups and downs. Yeah. I need to see how you guys deal with problems. I need to see how you fight. I need to see how you joke around. I need to see like, you know, I need a little bit more from you before you start p- patty stangering people. Like, I'm- 
<laughs> I won't have it. I can't. Oh, my God. Yeah, and if anyone ever saw the trajectory of Patty Stanger, she's forever single because her <laughs> backwards approach to love, it's like, you know what? You're fat. Your hair is disgusting. No man will ever love you for who you are. Change everything about you, and then maybe you'll find a man. It's like, that's that's your advice? And even the concept of, like, billionaire matchmaker? Like, oh, so now, like, it's confirmed that you only, like, you go to this matchmaking service to, like, go to, like, one of the cocktail parties to, like, talk to a rich guy? Like, how much of a loser is this rich guy? He really can't meet anyone if, like, he's also marketing himself as, like, a rich man. I, I feel like you could just, like, part. go to a bar. <laughs> and then go to a bar for seven nights in a row and you'll meet some woman and you know you may you maybe really fall in love or you might just be able to meet you know whatever some woman to have your kids whatever you want but yeah no patty sanger <laughs> she put a bad taste in my mouth for matchmaking in general yeah patty Stanger's always because like um jeff lewis has a really hard time getting guests on his uh serious show Shocking. and patty stinger comes on like literally eight times a week <laughs> Um, she's like always just waiting in the studio to be asked to like record something. <laughs> and uh, she is like, nothing's changed. She's just giving wild, salacious advice that is unsolicited. Like, brunettes are out this year. Everybody's doing blondes. Blonde like, what? 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 <laughs> Men hate girls. It's like, what? <laughs> 10 inch heels are higher. Nothing less. You won't get a man. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Like, imagine all of those women out there who aren't wearing stilettos every day, who are happily married with a great man who's loyal. Uh, imagine that. Imagine that. Ugh. Yeah. Or, like, imagine, like, all the men that have, like, enough of a style sense to know that, like, they don't want a girl who's wearing, like, a, a, like a bondage dress from 2013. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, a platform pump. Like, they know yeah. that that's not what they want, and that's fine. Also, like... When you start rocking, like, an 11-inch heel, like, on your day-to-day, like, that says so much more than looking hot. Like, you can look good, and that's great, of course, whatever, it elongates your legs, gives you better posture. But there's also, like, a type of psyche of where it's, like, you're going to Trader Joe's. Like, <laughs> like time and place. Like, like, stilting through the yeah, like, like, leaning on the cart, like, because you physically cannot walk. Because your calves look better this way. Yeah, you know what? Men will only love me for my calves. That's that's what I've learned <laughs> out of all of this. <laughs> Go home and get some hair extensions. Come back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Uh, I didn't know that I was signing up for this, but. So my notes are bleach my hair and go get hair extensions in my ass. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And liposuction. Just cut any yeah. any inch of fat off. No man will ever love you if you have a BMI <laughs> over twenty percent. I don't even know. Uh, like, what are the numbers? I'm like, I don't know. Numbers fifteen? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this actually is interesting because Nini was talking and doing some press for the upcoming season 12 premiere and was saying that her and Greg's new relationship is kind of this new situation. She said, we have to tune into the show to watch, but she said, it's going to be quite interesting, you know, kind of like an open marriage. You know, I'm not sure if we're going to have an open marriage, but we're definitely having a lot of open conversations. Get it, girl. I mean, I'm into it. You know what I mean? I am. I mean, I think at this rate, like, why not? 
Yeah, they've tried every. I mean, they've divorced and remarried. Like at this point, go for it. Who cares? I mean, I do feel so bad for the woman that Greg dates because, like, this is like all great on paper, and Nini's like, "Yes, be with other women." But I cannot see her being happy with him being with another woman. Like, if he really is like, oh, I'm spending Thursday night with uh, Chantal. I don't know. (laughs) 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 I don't even know. That that was the the name that was right on the tip of your tongue. (laughs) Well, I was Uh, thinking. I'm spending Sunday night with Chantal. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like I could hear Nini screaming about a Chantal. Like, very upset. Yeah, I feel bad for that woman, too, because of Nini's wrath and also just, like, the the wrath of the public. Like, people will be watching to see what happens. Like, if Greg is out, like, that Trader Joe's is some gal. With the 12-inch heels. (laughs) Fresh lipo. Yeah, he's like, I do hate girls. They're disgusting. (laughs) Trash women only have girls. Can I actually say something controversial about Lanethia Leaks while we're on the topic? Absolutely. I am so, like, gut-wrenched by how my relationship with Nini has turned. Uh, I never saw this for us, and I just don't feel like I'm watching the same Nini on my TV. Like, I just don't know who this person is. And I felt like this for a while, and it felt confirmed at the last reunion when she refused to speak and turned her back to the whole – to, like, Andy and everybody Mm -hmm. and – just would not indulge because they had grievances with her. I'm just like, this show has created a actual monster. Like Nini is like gone. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think she came back so high and mighty and had like all of those shows with Ryan Murphy and she really thought her shit didn't stink. And then slowly but surely like those acting gigs went away and then her relationship with Greg was kind of on the outs. And then last season watching her have to be like a caregiver to her like husband with cancer. I think she kind of like was really, really knocked down a peg. And because she's so prideful, she couldn't speak up for herself. She couldn't even just be vulnerable and say like, I fucked up or like that was messed up of me. And I was in a bad headspace and you know, I wouldn't do that to you, Candy, whoever, whoever, whoever. Like, you know, I, she just couldn't do that. And that's upsetting yeah. because she was such a fan favorite. And we all loved her in the beginning because she was so open, because she was so honest and raw and, like, you know, a little unhinged. But, yeah, now it's like she's trying to self-produce, but in a way that's not as endearing as when Bethany does it. Because Bethany's still willing to put it out there, whereas exactly. Nini is self-producing and, like, mums the word. Like, I'm not going to say anything because anything can – you know, spiral into like a whole other kind of issue. And I'm actually looking at the taglines for this new season, which just came out this week. Hers is I'm on a spiritual journey and still traveling first class. That's Nini's. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Moving on. Uh, Candy's is don't check for me unless you got to check for me, which I love candy and her big, big checks. I love Katie too. That's good. I like that. Yeah, I hope she does a little like dust her shoulders off moment too. Like throw uh, it back old school. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Cynthia's is the only time that I look back is to see how far I've come. Okay. okay. Somebody help write that, but sure. Okay. Okay. I love that. Okay. I love that. Uh, oh God, Portia. This Phoenix oh, God. has risen and I'm saying bye ashes. Oh, God. <laughs> 
I'm hanging up on you. I'm literally done. Burn this recording. I don't want it out. Burn this recording. <laughs> Um, thanks so much for listening to the bravo happy hour (laughs) podcast we are no longer creating content thank you oh my god can you read that one more time please this phoenix has risen and i'm saying bye ashes oh my god i am literally i'm like suddenly an old woman like i'm age 40 years (laughs) you have like a a fan all of a sudden (laughs) (laughs) my hair is like down to the ground i am dead (laughs) Sorry, I keep going. I didn't mean it. Oh, was- no, no, no. That That is definitely the best of the cream of the crop. Oh, my God. <sighs> Holy shit. <laughs> Bye, ashes. I'm going to, I cannot, I'm adapting that like today. New Instagram bio, this. immediate. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> Kenya's is, I was gone with the wind, but now I'm back and twice as fabulous. I I love it. I like I like a brand a branded um opening like a tagline. I love it. <laughs> Eva's is I'm living my dreams, not above my means. Like oh, mm. oh. <laughs> like okay. We get like last season. Everyone was like, "You're poor. Like what poor. are you doing? Like you don't need to have 13 wedding dresses at your event. Like you phys- <laughs> you can't pay your bills." Like, I think they're getting prioritized. from townhouse to townhouse so quickly. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Nini was pretty savage with that. (laughs) I mean, I'm excited. It comes back tomorrow night, and I'm excited for some fresh blood, like, something new to see, and the Atlanta girls usually bring it. And I think with Kenya being back is going to hopefully bring Nini out of her shell a little bit, and she can kind of come back to the Nini we know and love, because... Kenya is a, a worthy opponent and willing to go head to head. Whereas the other women, I think were definitely a little bit timid towards Nini because Nini will bite your head off. <laughs> yeah. I think Kenya, I mean, like I say this all the time, people, you know, Kenya is very polarizing, but like I say all the time that I think Kenya is one of those characters on this show that like, even if you hate her, like, there are people who, like, will say that they want her off the show and they want her fired, like, she's annoying, blah, blah, blah. But it's, like, those people don't realize how much the show, like, depends on her. Like, she's yeah. incredible TV. And I think that, she, like you said, she is a worthy opponent of Nini. And I think that, like, I, I, the re- I think the reason that I love Kenya is because she is the person who says the thing sometimes that the audience, like, is screaming at their TV. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she's the one screaming on the other side of the couch that Phaedra is a fraud when nobody else is except for her. You know, so, like, I don't know. I just, I'm excited to see her hopefully put Nini, like, in her place a little bit. I mean, I think we're going to have to wait and see. But I think she's coming back. She's got to come in guns blazing. Twice as fabulous, if you will. Um, <laughs> so so I'm, I'm excited to see. And hey, this time next week, we'll be talking about what happened on the first episode. And I'm really excited. Oh, God, I can't wait to listen. We get Jersey, too. Like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. This week is so good. This is such a great week for me. I'm like, thank <laughs> God. <laughs> Finally, something to look forward to. <laughs> My babies are home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was talking about a show that we don't know if it's coming back or not. I'm pretty sure it is. But the Shaws of Sunset cast is 
the most litigious cast I've ever seen on in the entire history of television. So we know Reza and Tommy, MJ's husband, have been going back and forth after Tommy uh, like stepped foot onto their property and like smashed everything with a bat, um, and then <laughs> said he didn't do it. It's like okay, okay, Tommy. Okay, so Reza has been granted a three-year restraining order against Tommy, and he can now come 100 yards, uh, within 100 yards of Reza. (laughs) I mean, like, what in God's name is happening? Extra, extra. Like, this is not necessary. (laughs) Like, like. Oh my God, I love an early 2000s extra reference. (laughs) Yeah, like, bring it in. Like, (laughs) Uh, it's not necessary. Three years. Tommy's not going to touch you. You like aired all of his wife's dirty laundry out after her like, n- like almost near death pregnancy situation. And like, of course he's going to stand up for his wife and his baby and his fucking family. And, and MJ's and Tommy's from Queens. Like, yep. you know, he's willing to go to da- throw down. And I love that about him. <laughs> I mean, this has never been a popular opinion. I've really gotten into – I've lost friends, but uh, I Story have never been a, a Reza fan. No, oh, I hate him. I think that he is the most toxic – I think he's one of the most like toxic people I've ever seen on Bravo, which is like really saying a lot. Um, he's just like – the way he meddles in people's business, it's not even meddling. It's like he's aggressive. Like he is like mm-hmm. – I just think he treats his friends terribly and he's always like projecting and judging people and like getting into their business in a way that's like so weird and creepy. Like that season where he was like orchestrating Mike breaking up with what's her name. Oh yeah. Jessica. Yeah. It was just so weird. Like what you're 50. Why are you like running all over a party telling secrets and like trying to orchestrate conversations, but control them. And like, it's like, girl, calm down. Nobody asked you. Yeah. And it's also like people he's known since high school. And then he positions himself to be like the best friend. And he knows everybody. But every year his main ally changes. And Mm -hmm. then every year he just proves himself to be like a worse and worse friend. But then yet positions himself to be the best friend ever. And it's like we're kind of getting on to you. Like this is no longer. And after the entire situation with – MJ, who was bedridden, like, the months, like, the three months before she was giving birth. Like, you think you, as a friend, would maybe put some of your differences aside and say, like, my friend is really sick. She has this baby. Like, high risk. Like, all of this stuff. And rather than being there for her, he's like, oh, no, this is when I'm really going to abandon my friend who, you know, probably needs me and, like, a little bit more support and love. Imagine that. Yeah. Because everything's about Reza all the time. Even if... It's about you. It's about you through the filter of Reza. You know what I mean? Like everything's about him. Like he's just, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, even down to him, like I was grossed out by him this season that he was very blatantly pitting Asa and MJ against each other and Mm -hmm. like knowing how it would end up, like knowing that these two women that are like very clearly, you know, protective of him and like jealous and have like been positioned in his life as like his number one thing. You know what I mean? Like he like yeah. knows that he's splitting up a friendship and he's like doing it on purpose. Like I just think he's messy boots in a gross way. 
I would completely agree with that. And even like the other day on Halloween, he posted a photo and it was like Destiny and Gigi. And he's like, family, friends. I'm like, oh, okay. So this is who now you're aligning with since Mm -hmm. you physically can't be near Tommy. And I think MJ is sticking by her man and is like, good. You could say a hundred yards away from me too. Like, fuck off. Like, I don't need this. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, he's just like. I can't bear him. I can't do it. I I think he's hilarious. Yeah. Like, I think he's really good TV, but he's just, like, a toxic person. I think he's, like, maybe subconsciously jealous of MJ. Like, he always thought, like, oh, she's my messy friend. She's never going to get what she wants because she's such a mess. But then she finds Tommy, who absolutely loves her until the day she's going to die. Like, he deals with Darth Vita, like, constantly, like, forever, you know? Then they are blessed with the ability to have this baby when she's, you know, pretty not old, but like she's older for having a baby herself. And she ended up getting like all the things she ever wanted. And Mm -hmm. I think Reza is probably just jealous because he has Adam who like, what is Adam? Like Adam kind of sucks. Like, yeah, he's sweet. And like, he's been there for Reza, but you know, I, I don't get ride or die vibes. And then there's like cheating rumors between the two of them constantly. And I don't know. I just feel like he probably sees MJ's little life that she's created for herself and is like, damn, you know, she's genuinely happy. Whereas Reza's like, you know, maybe cheating on Adam and doing all these things behind his back and being sketchy. Yeah. Where MJ's like, nah, I just like live my truth. And now like I'm fortunate to like have met a great man. So and have like the cutest baby. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I don't think that he genuinely wants her to be happy. And I mean, <clears throat> do you remember the season where he and her like split up and he yeah. was just like, you're a pill addict, you're psychotic, you're mentally unstable, you have pills in your bag, you're you're a drunk. Like, it, like his true colors came out, like how he actually feels about her. And I'll like never forget that. And I don't know. I just, he's just gross. Like he just, like the way that he's treated Gigi, it's like, if you really are concerned about this girl, then why don't you stop gaslighting her on TV while you know that she like, Definitely has some sort of, like, addiction issues. She's, like, clearly unstable. But, like, your way of dealing with that and being a friend is to gaslight her and make her look like a complete psychopath on TV all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just think he's so manipulative. Yeah, like, it's not going to get any better by you making fun of her and, like, just constantly, yeah, like, making her feel like she's crazy. Where it's like, no, she's a normal person and... She, you know, started drinking, I think, when she was 11. I think she opened up about being sexually assaulted. Like, there are things that cause people to act certain ways. And if, you know, you have a friend who's so unwilling to, like, understand that, it just seems like, what's the point after a while? And, like, you know, they're all, like, in their 40s. Like, and have, again, known each other for, you know, forever. And Mm -hmm. you would just think that, like, he'd say, oh, you know, maybe she's going through it, so... Yeah. Cut her some, imagine cutting her some slack. Like, but no, he's like, let's uh, find ways to exploit her, make her look crazy on TV, you know, her whole divorce thing, shame her for that. Not like, I I don't know. I just always felt like he, yeah, would like make her seem like she was this dumb girl where she's like, yeah, you know, I'm going through it, but, you know, I'm still like a good person at heart. Yeah. And like he knew that she was bad at communicating. Yeah. Like his, you know, he loves that. He loves, fighting with a person who can't communicate because he's so good at articulating, you know? Yeah. And Gigi's terrible at it. So it's like she just gets crazy and pulls out, like, 
Hattori Hanzo swords and starts going nuts because that's all you know. That's like how she expresses herself because she can't, and he knows it, and he lo- like loves it. Dude, it's sad, but she's pregnant, so that is gonna be a whole thing. I kind of think I have to see. Like, I don't know if I need to see the pregnancy, but I need to see her as a mother. Me too. I would love that. Her and it's MJ the karma have- that she'll have a, a little girl that will be a, like a monster. Well, I mean, I feel like it's going to be like a Melania Judy J situation. <laughs> she'll come out with acrylics. <laughs> I don't want to grow up. Or what is it like? Yeah, like, I'd say it will be easy. Yeah. I want to be on the cover of Vogue magazine. <laughs> hey, girls, why don't you play a board game? Yeah, board games. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love it. So do I. Well, speaking of other fun pregnancy news, this is really rogue. So below deck med star Jack Stirrup, if you guys don't remember from this most recent season of Med, he was like the British guy who you could not understand. And he was with <laughs> Asia. Aisha Scott the entire time that they were on deck and on deck on the boat and he is now going to be a dad with his girlfriend his girlfriend is named Kelly Hidge she's some stylist in the UK and she had her whole Instagram announcement with her baby bump what I mean she's gorgeous oh yeah and I think that he's like like I would literally have given up my savings I would have ruined my credit I would have let him literally ruin my life. I was like so smitten by him. Yeah, I would agree with you. And like the fact that he kind of was like a weird romantic with Asia, I'm like, oh, you've got me. Like, yeah, you can have a bed sheet that looks like um, <laughs> like blood stains everywhere. With like, will you be my girlfriend? But <laughs> yes, I will be your girlfriend. <laughs> like, please, yes. For sure. And I also had a little weird straight crush on Aisha. I was like, oh, I love her. I could live a happy life with her. She was a really interesting person to see on television because she was so, like, multifaceted and willing to Mm -hmm. open up about everything, opening up about her sexual abuse, how her mother was an alcoholic, how her brother died. Like, all of these things that are so life-ruining and so many people, probably myself included, like, would have – been so angry and so mad and let that like take some of the spark out of myself because of just literally being completely devastated from all these terrible things happening. And yet she like always had a smile on her face. It was always so positive, loving, open, willing, like respected herself, respected herself with Jack and like didn't have sex with him on the first night. And like, was like, we could fool around, but like you got to like do something for me to like really, trust you in that kind of intimate way. And I just thought he was really good about it. And even like when they had the conversation after he made that insensitive rape joke, they had like a very, like a very authentic conversation where so many men do not understand the gravity of sexual abuse. And she was open and vulnerable with him and spoke to him and he registered everything she said and like listen. And that I was like completely like taken aback by because I'm like, you never see men who uh, who are like this on TV. And you never see conversations like this, especially on reality shows where, you know, the guy's just like, oh, what? Like, yeah, what are you telling yes. me about? You know, I just thought that that was really, really well done. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I was like, 
That is Completely. spot on. Oh my god. <laughs> No, so I was like, cute. I love their love. I was like, do I need to do a full episode about this relationship? Uh, but no, like, I just, I love them together. I thought they were adorable. And I agree. Sometimes the thing with Below Deck is that, and this is like a good problem, but it's like they find such incredible talent on the show. And like the, the like joy of it, but also like the, the saddest thing about it is that it's like this little short period of time that you have with them you know mm-hmm. and then they're just gone like and it's like every time i i love somebody on that show i feel like they deserve so much more like asia needs to be on a show where she's highlighted all the time because she's like she's a gym like i need more of her she's amazing uh, i know and it sucks because yeah on below deck they really like pick and choose the strangest people to bring back for following seasons like yeah the current season of below deck yeah we got kate whatever she's a staple and it's not going anywhere but right. ashton being like the one to kind of come know. back was odd and I, I guess he like almost died so bravo was like all right <laughs> I'll throw him another season. <laughs> like he did almost I guess the whole, like being drugged to the bottom of the ocean thing or whatever. I don't know that old chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I thought that was a little weird too. Though. I was like, okay. I mean, like, I'll take it. On this show, it's like even the people that I don't care for, I could still. I just enjoy watching so much. I think Below Deck is like one of my all-time favorite Bravo shows ever, which is like really saying a lot. I really love it. Yeah, I kind of agree. And it's one of those shows that people like don't really know about it. So I'm like, no, mm-hmm. it's so good. And then you kind of have to let them know that it's probably the best show. One of the best shows on the network, I'd say. Well, that actually brings us to the end of today's episode. Troy, thank you so much for coming on. This was so great. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was super fun. Yay. So where can people find you and follow you and listen to your great podcast? Um, my podcast is called The Smush Room. It's spelled S-M-U-S-H Room. Um, you can find it on iTunes and Stitcher and all the things. Um, I'm everywhere online at Troy McEady. It's T-R-O-Y-M-C-E-A-D-Y. Um, and yeah. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.